Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is John Keeley. And my name is Jay Swords. This is the podcast segment of the show that's not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for this 394th show is Dr. Joy Navin, licensed psychological associate and educational consultant at the Emmons Group, who will be talking to us about her book, On Gifted Elders. Our history buffs are Brett Menard and Rick Sweet. And Rick, as a gifted elder yourself, you get to start us off this time. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've been trying to hide that for years, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Discovered finally. Joy, uh, you mentioned in the broadcast version of our program that you were hoping that uh, that society would step forward to to uh, address some of these issues for talented and gifted elders. Are you aware of any programs underway uh, that currently are attempting to address uh, these issues, uh, such as, I mean, I was thinking about uh, AARP, which is, you know, obviously a large organization of retired people, but are you aware of any focused efforts to, as you said, step forward to address these issues? Yes, a couple of them. One of them is SANG, which SANG is an acronym for uh, Supporting Emotional Needs of Gifted. And that is an organization that can be found at sanggifted.org. I believe it's with one G. And I, I had the good fortune years ago to serve on, on the board of directors. And I've been a member and a participant with that organization for a number of years as an educator. And now as a, a psychological associate as a, and as an elder, um, Singh has recently started a, a, um, a group that will address gifted elders and the gifted aging and so it's it's a, a innovative piece that not any other gifted organization that i'm aware of is is looking at right now and another um another uh piece that i'll share that is not necessarily for the gifted is esalen i believe is the name of it um it is a it is a program um, I'm, I'm going to search that real quickly. It's basically a model for what, um, and it's not, that's not the name. It's not the Institute and Big Sur. Um, but it, if, they, if you were to look at um, elder care model programs, there's an organization, business that supports uh quality elder care and they have a number of pieces a number of of, uh, steps that any nursing care that wanted to be certified by them would would uh, meet those particular steps and I think that is in my book somewhere but uh, anyway this group you, you want to be careful with it, though, because I, I searched to see what, which ones of those certified groups would, uh, homes would be in our area, and the one that is certified, I'm aware of, and 
I don't think it meets what the criteria are. But looking just at those criteria, it would provide a quality environment for all gifted, for all elders, not just gifted elders. But I think it would also provide the enrichment and needs that gifted elders might have in particular. Uh, Brett. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot now. So design and or tell me your design for the ideal gifted elder uh, community, um, assisted living community. What would that look like? Where would it be? Well, it would be in any community, and it would be kind of an open access place where um, if you were in a university town such as we are, where university professors visit often and provide programs and enrichment and interaction with individuals that would that that share their their same interests, it would be a place where children were available often, very often. Um, my when I when we lived in northern New York, my my children and I used to visit not just on Halloween to show their costumes, but at other times too, just to go in and, and walk through the halls. And if somebody wanted to stop and talk with us, we would, et cetera. And, you know, they, you know, children enliven any place, but especially a place where um, aging people don't get a chance to interact often with them. It would be a place where uh, the community would be focused on identifying specific needs that different people had and working to to meet those needs. Uh, Since the pandemic, we have a a group here in our community that is called a community collective. I won't tell you what the the county is, but um, it's a place where people just post any needs that they see, like we need air conditioners. This was this past summer. Can you, you know, do you have any air conditioners you want to donate? Or we have a, a special price we can get. Does anyone want to donate funds towards it? Or they have boxes all over the community where we can leave canned foods for people that are hungry. Um, have To have something like that available, um, you know, a, a board or a Facebook group, whatever it may be, saying, okay, so-and-so would like this book, and it's out of print. Does anyone have this? And get that book to them. So to have a collective where the community is not just housing them out of sight, but the community is actively involved. Jay? I don't know whether that is your question or not. but Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to come back to something you were talked about, too, in terms of a, a literary rich environment, and, and I'm going to specifically uh, ask you about um, one of the things that, that gifted children certainly benefit from is reading um, books in which they can see themselves, where there are obviously mm-hmm. gifted um, uh, individuals that, that are the, the protagonists within the story and, and they can identify. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, if, how familiar you are, you are, if there are any uh, books out there that, that you think fit that category for gifted elders. And I'm going to suggest one, too, which you may or may not have heard of. 
Um, it's a, a terrific book called The Secret Diary of Hendrik Groen. Um, and, I've heard and of it. I haven't read it's, it's very funny. It's set in, um, I believe, the, the Netherlands. And the main character, you're not sure, but his best friend is absolutely gifted in all the ways, good and bad, that gifted people operate. Uh, he's wonderful. He's also mischievous. And um, as I was reading that, um, you know, I was just, again, struck by, you know, that's a, here's a guy who's supposed to be 85 years old, and he seems like a kid that I could absolutely have in my gifted classroom at a high school. Um, so I was just wondering if you're familiar of any books out there that serve that purpose for the gifted elder population. You know, that is a wonderful question, and I, I, I'm ashamed to admit that I'm not. That's what we call, what you're mentioning is bibliotherapy, and I've used that so much with children and adolescents and, and adults as well, um, finding fictional books that, in fact, there's a wonderful book you're probably aware of called My, my Best, my, Some of My Best Friends Are Books, yeah. and it, it's targeted to specific um, concerns or problems that children might have, and, and it suggests fictional books as well as some non-fictional books. Um, I would say biographies as well. Biographies might be helpful because, of, you know, there, there are a lot of people whose culminating uh, projects uh, and successes have been when they were older. But, you know, the, I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm going to get right on that, <laughs> and I'll be posting that on my blog on Gifted Elders, and I'll also send you a copy of it. So I would love that. Thank you so much. Okay. A okay. question, to um, probably the final question. When you're talking about these individuals, and let's go back to your friend and mentor, when she was talking about, you know, crocheting the, uh, the hot pads, that was... Uh, we all know pretty much a metaphor that it, it's not just that is that if she was going to go to an assisted living home or a retirement home that it's a community and the whole issue of it is is that there's going to be a lot of people in that community that are not on the same learning levels or experiences or uh, intellectual uh, IQ as they are um, when you've done your research is how terrified are they or how I'm sure you find it quite often that they are going to go in an environment that, you know, it's not just that they don't fit in the environment. The environment does not fit them. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's, you know, when we talk about gifted services, uh, quite often in schools, uh, schools will create the program and then they'll try and fit the kids into the program. But the program should respond to the students and to the students' needs, if you're talking about gifted programming, not the other way around. And so, yes, environments need to be flexible enough that they can um, kind of do what in um, certain types of education, we call it wraparound where all of the constituents that provide services, you know, the counselor, the teacher, the principal, the cafeteria worker, the social worker, whoever it may be, all kind of wrap around that individual and provide mm. 
uh, specific services for that. And so rather than seeing, and I'll be honest, in some of the homes that I've been in, they see them as a body, you know, that they have to push around and make sure they're here and there and whatever. And rather than seeing them as a body, seeing their charges as individuals who have specific needs and provide those wraparound services that meet those needs. Okay. Yeah. We would like to thank our guest for the 394th show, Dr. Joy Navin, licensed psychological associate and educational consultant at the Amend Group, who has talked to us about her book on gifted elders. The history bus for today's show were Brett Menard and Rick Sweet. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2. 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put K-A-L-A-H-D-2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put K-A-L-A Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. ROI is recorded at station K-A-L-A, St. Ambrose University.